tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And today we're going to go deeper, and we're challenged to go deeper in our creativity. Our guest today writes that the mind might tell us what a good idea is and come up with creative ideas, but the heart will tell us which ideas to explore and which ideas to pursue. My guest is Arnaud St. Paul. Arnaud, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for having me. Arno is a philanthropist, a philosopher, a heartful harmony teacher. Hope that that you is, really want to go deep. <laughs> oh, we're going to go deep. <laughs> we're challenged sometimes to go deep, aren't we? Why do we like to stay on the surface, Arno, and, and avoid the deepness? I guess because it's so comfortable there, right? It's easy. I don't have to ask too many questions. I'm carried by the wave, so to speak. And therefore, but therefore, there is no discovery either, right? No curiosity and no creativity, therefore, we've, as we are talking about that in that place, uh, because it's all super comfortable. Mm -hmm. We want some edge somewhere to That's be able right. to create. Yeah. And Arno, you've lived and studied and worked Southern California, now in France and going back and forth. What, what are some of the global influences you've seen or even cultural differences? and this sort of thinking and creativity? Wow. Uh, I mean, if we look at the advertising on TV in the US and in France, we have kind of a big a big gap between one and the other. There, there seems to be more originality in Europe uh, compared with the US. But then again, in movies, you know, the creativity is out there for sure in the US, big time. So it's probably also the audience that makes things different, right? There you go. So I wouldn't say, you know, we are all humans. We all have a mind, a heart, an eye, and we all drive our lives through these three. So there's not that many differences either. Probably in the U.S., we're going to insist more on the mercantile aspects, while in Europe, we're going to look more at the brand and the, the, the cultural aspect, so to speak, in, in that context. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. In the end, we're all the humans. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's pick up on that consumerism thought for a second. And more and more entrepreneurs and more and more companies are trying to go beyond that transaction, that mercantilism that you just mm -hmm. described. And, you know, explore what sort of social impact uh, their company, their messaging are making. You know, what is it about these times maybe that expand our creativity to more of the social impact, not just the financial impact. Right. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'll try to answer your question. I'm not sure I'm going to hundred percent on it, but close in any case, the, I was discussing that just now, actually for the past centuries, our societies have evolved and are continuing evolving from very masculine driven values to more feminine ones. And we're seeing that in politics, in economy, in, 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 in the social construct, in environment, in everything, where we start understanding and accepting that it is more about collaboration, the we, the, the uh, together we build, right? 
and uh, instead of competition and uh, and um, and scarcity, etc., and struggling. Uh, so we are going, you know, at society level. So it's slow, but it is consistent, and it happens every day a little bit more, uh, where we see creation happening in a new way where there is more balance between the feminine energy and the masculine energy and where we may be creating more together than just one person going one route and then all the other follow if not you're dead uh, kind of paradigma and we see that actually with movies nowadays you know we have so many people involved to create a, an amazing movie uh, in different type of of um of of um tech you know technicians and mm -hmm. many 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 different much more than before uh, so i guess that's one i'm sure there are many others I, yeah I well you raise an interesting point about collaboration and you know uh, teams working on things and partners working on things i think there's this image of the single creative genius you know in the basement toiling away on their own to create art but I think there is more of a team and a collaborative approach these days. Yeah, totally. And and clearly, I mean, I've been working with uh, with the, a group of change makers, sixty of them on a boat on the Nile, and the job was to bring them harmony, uh, to bring them into coherence. And we did that by helping them to balance the feminine and the masculine. So, in other words, they were too in too much in the masculine, and we had to bring the whole group to a more uh, feminine, more feminine values. And then therefore they found coherence all of a sudden the projects were able to work together. So uh, it's a very interesting question the one you ask because uh, finding such balance fo does foster creativity in a huge way. But for that to happen, we first need to, to consciously choose that balance. I love that you brought up this word harmony. It's one that I wanted to ask you about. I see it, you know, throughout your writing, and I've heard it on many of your talks. You know, many people in creativity and marketing and so forth talk about disruption and, you know, tension and friction and all these <laughs> words that uh, sort of that's going to ignite. You know, you need friction to ignite creativity. Uh, but harmony, boy, takes us in a whole different direction. Yeah, and and. Yeah, let's go deeper actually now. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, yeah, let's make it happen. the The paradigma from which is the on which is based the premise of the heartful method is that we have this heart of ours, and if we listen to it intently, it can bring us the inspiration, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter. The message, in any case that is to become, right? Meaning it, it may become part of my reality if I choose to. Uh, so in other words, we can apply that to creating a company or a marketing message to, to take that example or a campaign, right? So if we listen to it and are able to actually open to that, then all of a sudden things start to become simpler because I receive that message and then I start to put, you know, the the details around it with my mind, uh, because we have to as as creators. 
right? To enrich a little bit the message. And then from there, we let it, we, we let the power of the, this new idea that was just seeded to blossom on its own. That's the best way to create because it is really seated in the essence of who you are and it can be then used to create more uh, nuances, facets, etc., so that it applies to the different channels or whatever is the, the, the outcome that is needed, right? Mm -hmm. And that way we are, because we are already, you know, looked at what, which audience I want to talk to, etc., and then I open to my, myself to my heart and let that arise. Uh, and it's a sure hit all the time mm. because I am expressing my unique tone, the one that makes it me. And as a creator, I am expressing that and then it flows into my world. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And I think, you know, on this podcast, you're speaking to a lot of these change makers, certainly, uh -huh. you know, creatives who want to make a difference. And you're really describing something that I think challenges us to say, you know, it's not, it's not the external change necessarily no. that you start with. It's this internal change, isn't it's it? It's never the external. The external, so you were talking about friction and all that earlier. These are the contrasts that are needed when you are always looking outside to see uh, what is next and what is what am I missing, et cetera. But what you are really missing is the message inside because that's the one that is the only the only true one is the one that is inside that is laying there waiting for you to listen to it when you receive it that's when things start to become magical really because not only you receive it and you start acting upon it and then things start to flow in a new way that you did not expect and therefore, your vision starts to, to, you start to align with your vision faster than if you are continuing trying to create with friction and, you know, very uh, uh, mind-related uh, ways of creating, which is never very efficient at all. Mm -hmm. And you, you've talked about acting upon. Uh, you know, many times we creatives, we have this self-doubt or we have this comparison you know, uh, yeah. yeah, we get stuck um, because we have the ideas, but we just don't act on them sometimes. Well, how right. can we use this inner energy to like accelerate things? So, so one, you could read my book called I, which is a journey of I towards itself. And there are many aspects related to that, that, you know, you could, you could look into if you wanted to, but beyond that, I mean, I think the first thing is, any creator has, in one way or another, at one point in time, acted upon something. I mean, I don't think there is any creator that hasn't done something, however small it can be. So maybe it is about realizing that and potentially give yourself the kudos according to that to start with. And so it may not be that strange to act upon that new idea. And if you feel it as true, a true idea coming from your heart when you are you know, listening to it, et cetera, you will have no doubts upon what you need to do next as well. 
because it's it is so much connected to your essence right of your you as a human being that you can't help it but have to you know be it and and see it and see out there in the world and and so trust yourself to do a, any any little step doesn't matter to take that first step and then the second one and then the second one. but just focus on first, one step one step not two just one mm -hmm. and thinking about your own creative journey I mean, you've been a serial entrepreneur in the areas of software and finance and these other social impact areas. You must have also felt these uh, issues and these internal yeah. blocks. Uh, how did you overcome them in your own journey? Well, the, that's why I wrote that book, I, um, because at some moments, yes, I felt, you know, whether um, depressed may be a big word, but like not knowing where to go or how to move forward, et cetera, in, you know, in developing my ideas. And, and I, therefore I try to understand what, it, what does that mean to be resilient, to be persistent, to arise, to act? What does that mean from the I perspective or from the self perspective? And how can I use it in my day to day, these facets or these qualities? So that's what that's why I, I wrote it, and hopefully it will help other people on their journey. I guess the, the the best thing I could share is focusing on now and just doing one step, trusting that somehow the next step will be clearer afterwards, and that also trusting that somehow this whole thing will become a perfect dance will actually unfold in the correct way. And if you look at your life in general, you can see that there are patterns and these patterns are perfect. I mean, uh, you, you've, you know, you've got a few years uh, in, in your life and you see how all these different events led to who you are now and it led to it in a perfect way. Uh, you couldn't be anyone, anyone, anyone else than who you are thanks to these events. So, same way you could do one step and then another and then another and once you've done 10 steps all of a sudden you've got an amazing uh you've done amazing things already and covered you know a lot of um fields uh and uh and you're you're amazing <laughs> that's so interesting a great perspective that instead of thinking all these 10 steps ahead of time you know it's like each a series of nows yeah. Yes. What are you going to do now? Right. Now, what are you going to do now? What are you gonna... exactly. So, well, Arno, what about uh, teaching this way of thinking? You know, you were describing one of your groups and events, uh, you know, and experiences and a retreat, but yeah. uh, you, you have a sense of, you know, you wanted to share this point of view and this method and teach yes. others. Um, yes. How is that working for you now? It is working slowly. So that's why we're doing a campaign on podcast to get, gather more and more people around that. Uh, we have retreats on the Nile. Uh, we have, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one guidance. And I am planning an online course as well to, to offer it to more people. Uh, the, the whole thing is to learn how we can live life from a place of trust, of, of of uh, peace, of balance, and uh, and where everything is flowing in harmony, in coherence with ourselves. 
And it is possible. I know it because I live it and the people that I've been working with are doing the same. The question is, you know, if you want to do it as well, it's mm -hmm. up to each of us. Paint the picture for us of the experience on the Nile. Give us a, a sense of how that uh, retreat unfolds. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, really amazing. Uh, it's seven days uh, on a boat, a luxury boat, where so you know one of these old boats with uh, with sailing boats with but with like fourteen cabins, and uh, and so we go on a daily basis. We have a qigong at first, and then we work together on on a specific theme that is related to the visit we're going to do in the afternoon, and uh, so using the heartful method as a as a baseline, and then. We go on a VIP visit to a temple between Aswan and Luxor, and we so we have the the temple closed for us, and we visit it. We have a ceremony there, and then we come back from it, and then at the end of the day we have a breath work to close the day. Overall, each day is about a specific theme, uh, and we gradually go towards opening more your heart. That's the end game. And so uh, we, we do six temples, uh, seven temples, actually. And it's each time you make one of the visits and the work we're doing on the boat, obviously, your vibration raises a little bit further. So you feel more present. So again, more in the now. And at the same time, you feel more balance and at peace with yourself and many other aspects and then you have the fireworks at the end <laughs> <laughs> when you know it starts to anchor itself in you in a way that you cannot forget anymore uh, because it is now part of you it has always been but it was not called for until now and uh, and so it's each time is really a different experience uh, for even the same person coming, going twice to the same, you know, the same series of temples, different each time, because we go deeper again, you know, so wherever you are, after one go, you will still go deeper, uh, because it's uh, an infinite journey of, uh, of a, a, uh, feeling the depth of who you are, and the creativity and creation that it, there is within. It's so amazing, so staggering, all that we have in our side ourselves, and we usually don't use it. Yeah, well, so, it sounds yeah. like a terrific time. Fantastic uh, program. Well, before yeah. we go any further, we should let people know how to find out about that. How do we Ooh. learn more about this retreat and about your work, Arno? So uh, on the, about the work in general is the website is tapuat.com, T-A-P-U-A-T.com. And it's, come, it's a word coming from the Hopis uh, that means eternal rebirth. And, uh, and so, and then for about the, the, the retreat, I think the one where that we have currently on the website is about to be sold out, but it's uh, tapuat.com slash Egypt. Wonderful. So very easy to find. Well, we'll put those in the show notes too. Well, Arno, we've been talking about, you know, sort of individuals and, you know, how we can develop our inner thinking and, and creativity and consciousness. But let's elevate it a little bit as we close here to think about creative leadership, you know, conscious yes. 
leadership. How do we move from just being individual contributors to really creative leaders at a, at a time when the world really needs better and more creative leaders? I guess we will have to discuss a while about what a creative leader is. Uh, one thing that I realized recently, actually on the, on the boats when we were with the 60 change, uh, change makers, is that there is such an incredible power in finding coherence. Um, let me explain. Whether an individual or an organization, right, it's decentralized or not, or a company or a team, et cetera, et cetera, a, a number of people, they all start from a state of cacophony most of the time. So if it's individually, I may have at first on my journey, many different Arnos that are all doing their own music. And uh, so it's a bit noisy. And the path towards more harmony and coherence is to bring about all these musicians and invite them to that symphony of ours, right? And the same happens with the company. So if we tweak here and there, balancing the masculine and the feminine energy, um, uh, inviting people to more trust with special exercises and so on, people start to be more in tune, be more coherent. And that's when solution starts to happen right away. It's quite instantaneous when you know where to, you know, make the little tweaks here and there. Uh, and and in the case of uh, what happened on the boat, it was absolutely amazing that the different outcomes that that happened, where you know the whole group was able to raise ten times what they were expecting, and a little project who was going totally defeated started to be financed and and now are super successful. All of a sudden, things start to put themselves together and blossom if we do it together. So not sure it, 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 uh, it answers your question, but I was trying to do the best oh, I does. could. Uh, it does, it's wonderful. Well, my guest has been Arno St. Paul. Arno, great to have you on the program. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, and the energy that you brought. Folks, we've been talking about creativity and certainly plenty of guests come on our program and talk about better ways to use our creative brain and our creative talents. So yes, the mind will come up with ideas. But as Arno said, you know, our heart, our consciousness, our harmony, our ability to uh, work with others and bring a whole different kind of consciousness can also elevate our creativity uh, as individual players, but also as leaders. Arno, can't thank you enough for bringing this insight thank to us. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I know we'll talk to you again soon. And listeners, you come back again for our next episode. We'll continue our around the world journeys. We've, we've gone to France today to hear with, uh, be with Arno, uh, but we'll continue our journeys to talk to creative practitioners around the world about how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. Hey, it's Alora Lovelight. 
And if you're enjoying Unlock Your World of Creativity, make sure to check out my new show, The Allure Show, on Roku and Amazon Fire TV.